Hi, my name is Sherry Doherty, and I'm a 54-year-old lady in red, in act two of my career and living my best life. My perspective on life and behaviors have been governed by who I was as a child, who I became, and who I am still striving to be. People my age are beautiful, bold, confident, and full of wisdom. And truly, the encore of the story of your life is still when the best songs are yet to be sung. My mission in this podcast is to shine the spotlight on people like me, have real conversations about reinvention stories, and inspire you to continue to follow your dreams regardless of your age. I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? Good day and welcome to today's episode of the Encore podcast. Today, I am excited to introduce you to Anthea Mumby, who is the founder of Dream Team Consulting. I'm very excited to unpack with her what that exactly means, but you definitely have a hook that's made me intrigued. So I am excited to get to that with you. Anthea is a 55-year-old coming to us from the Waterloo region of Ontario, and she's excited to share her journey and her stories with us. So welcome to the podcast, Anthea. Hey, Sherry. Thanks so much. Great to be here today. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. What I find most fun about doing this is I honestly don't know where the conversations are going to go. This is authentic. And sometimes we end up down a rabbit hole I never expected, but I learn something new about people every time. And so many people like us have amazing and interesting stories and are continuing to do just the most inspirational things. And I know you're doing really interesting work. And so I'm excited to share that all with our listeners. So if you will... Could you tell us your story? Tell us a little bit about who Anthea is, where you were born and raised, what your childhood was like, any highlights or low likes that you'd like to share and you're comfortable sharing, and then maybe a bit about your building years, which is what I call kind of the 20s and 30s, what you did for a career, relationships, family, all the stuff. Tell us your story. Okay. All right. So interesting, Sherry, that I know you're in the Kingston area, and that's actually where I was born. So I'm a first-generation a Canadian. My parents came from the UK and they decided that they were going to immigrate to Canada. And so they took out a map of Canada and they literally, you know, put their hands over their eyes and put the finger on the map and said, wherever the finger lands, that's where we're going to move to. And it was Kingston. So my parents started there in the, I think it was 1959 or so. And my dad was one of the founding members of the Limestone City jazz band back in the late 50s, early 60s. And then, I mean, when they talk about their, well, my dad's passed, but my mom, when they talk about their history and their story, they're always talking about Kingston and what a wonderful community it was, how much they loved living there. But as time went on, and so I was the first child that they had back in 1967, and they had decided at that point in time, around that timeline, they were going to move to the Waterloo area. And my dad, he had been in the life insurance business in the UK. And then he stayed in the life insurance business when he came to Canada, but he was on the corporate side. So he's working for life insurers rather than as an independent broker. But as time went on, he realized he wanted to get back to working with the clients directly and growing a business. So they started that in the basement of our family home when I was in Waterloo, when I was around eight years old. And they had, you know, a few months of money in the bank account. That was it. So they started their business and I grew up 
in a very, very entrepreneurial family. Sounds like so, it. Yeah. So I always say to this day, I am an unemployable lifelong entrepreneur because I grew up in it. So I took typing class in grade nine and started working in the business because my dad, he didn't know how to type. So, you know, he didn't have that skill set. So there was an opportunity there to get in and get hands-on, start working at the insurance brokerage with him. And so I did that through my teen years. Concurrent with that, I was bartending, I was waitressing, I was running a garden center. I was always looking for, you know, it was the entrepreneur in me. I was always looking for ways to do things and to, you know, be part of, you know, customer service and working with people. And so time went on and I went to University of Waterloo here and I uh, got my degree and I did that concurrently with getting my insurance broker license. And in my early 20s, when I started working full time in the insurance brokerage, and I worked with my parents in the brokerage, I worked, it was around 20 years that I worked with them very closely, more so with my dad. He was always a fantastic storyteller. And so I grew up listening to the conversations of the day of what had happened in the business and his, you know, he would drive back and forth to Toronto a lot to meet with clients. And he was very much a niche specialist. And he had started working with professional associations when he started the brokerage in 75. So that meant a fair amount of like warrior time, <laughs> as well as meeting with clients face to face. So yeah, I grew up in that, worked with for them. And then my husband joined the insurance brokerage. So during those years, you know, from 20 to 30s, I was growing the business with my parents, met my husband. And a few years later, he decided to join the family insurance brokerage. And so we have worked together now for over 25 years. Oh, boy. And I want yeah. to hear that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's been quite the journey over that time. Yeah. And I had my daughter. I was 29 when I had my daughter. She's 26 now. And, you know, one was enough for me that, you know, we were very, very fortunate with her that we said, you know, like, let's not mess this up here because, you know, it's oftentimes the case you have the second child and then it's like, oh, there's the more challenging one. And we just said, hey, you know, we've, you know, somehow this kid has got a lot of great, great qualities about her. So let's just stick with one. Plus, business wise, I mean, I went back to work three weeks after she was born. So there wasn't really you know, a lot of capacity there between growing and scaling a business successfully and also being a parent and a spouse. It was a pretty full life. It was a pretty full life. Yeah. So you're doing something different now. And so I'm curious about when the change happened for you and whether or not there was a moment of truth or something happened or maybe a milestone birthday, you know, where I'm going that leads to essentially making a change. I know you're not running the brokerage any longer and have a different vision and you're newly starting up a new business. I'm excited to talk about. So what did the season of change look like for you? Yeah, it was just that I really had decided that it was time to just step back and reassess where I was going, you know, future wise, like what was the next journey that I wanted to contemplate. So, and it was around the time that my daughter, she was well on her way. She was pursuing her education. So 
we were at a point where, you know, we were empty nesters and the business was very established and doing very well. And, you know, I've always believed in coaching. I've always invested in great coaches. And I decided to work with a coach who could really help me with that next chapter of my life and kind of help support me as I went through those changes and looked at like, what is the bigger vision? What do I want to do? What do I not want to do anymore? Right. Um, Yeah. So through that exploration, Dream Team Consulting came to be. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Exactly. I launched it before I actually sold my last business. I had already, again, entrepreneur, right? I launched Dream Team Consulting and it was early 2020 that I had an event and launched it, you know, brought a group of entrepreneurs together to a meeting in the Waterloo area. And yeah, I just talked about what I was creating in terms of my consulting business. And at the same time, I was I was selling my insurance brokerage. So it was interesting. And then, of course, 2020, what happened then, right? Right. So that was your family legacy, the insurance brokerage. And I know you said your father's passed on. And so was that a difficult decision for you or were you comfortable? Or did it feel right? What was the experience like passing that on to the new owners? Yeah, you know, it was scary at the beginning because it was so much a part of my life to going back, like I said, to the age of 13. And it really was wrapped into my identity. So even, you know, contemplating that was like, I don't know why don't I just keep doing what I'm doing? And then I just thought, you know, this isn't really serving me. And I'm always someone who talks about vision. And I mean, this is a big part of what I do with business owners is vision. So I felt that, you know, for me, I wanted to look at my own vision. And I also know as an entrepreneur, it's usually the scary stuff, like dealing with the scary stuff that's going to result in the greatest transformation or the greatest changes or results. So even though it was hard and it took a lot of thought, I decided that, you know, through the reflection and the coaching that made the most sense for me to move on. And quite frankly, you know, there was after the sale took place, I will say that I did go through a period of, you could almost call it like mourning or grief in a sense of like, wow, you know, like things are being done differently than, than I did them or my husband and I, I did them. And well, I had thousands of clients, right? I had whatever it was, 3,500, 4,000, you know, clients. Now I'm starting, oh, it's kind of lonely. I'm starting over, right? So even though I had done all the preparation for that, at the same time, I wasn't 100% ready for that. So the good news is I was still working through this with the same coach that I worked with through this period. So I did have somebody I could go back to and talk about like, wow, like this is, you know, more challenging than I thought it was going to be. And I got a lot of support, which was really helpful for me at that point in time. That's good. I really liked the words you used about mourning. And often when we have big losses of identity, it's a mourning period. Like who was that person? And a lot of us get so consumed by our careers and for good intentions, we love them, but that's what we identify as, is who we are. 
And so when you don't have a, in my case, you know, Sherry from X company to say, it's scary because how do you just say Sherry? And I remember one of my experiences, which was really interesting was when I was in my season of change, I started having to make a joke about it because it was uncomfortable. And so I would go to events or networking things and people would say, you know, I am Bill from this company and Steve from that company and Jane from another company. And I would say, I'm Sherry. And there was nothing to say other than awkward silence, which was really uncomfortable. So I started saying I was currently untethered. And I really liked saying I was currently untethered because it kind of gave this beautiful picture of exploring and not knowing, but I'm not tied to anything just yet. And so it kind of gave me a little boost to say something interesting and people would be a little bit intrigued and think I was witty and clever. So that was better than just admitting I was having an identity crisis in front of a room full of people. And there definitely (laughs) is a mourning period for that person who you had tied your identity to. And then the scariness of the next step, what's that going to look like for you Uh and figure out what that next step is. So that's beautiful. And in that as well, that, you know, I know packaged in there is the emotion of it being your family's legacy and your father and all those kind of things. So I really appreciate you sharing so honestly. That's great. And so in that you found a vision of how you wanted to serve your community next, which was your current consulting company. And so tell us a bit about that and what its purpose is and how that's your passion. Yeah. So dream team consulting, there's three areas that I'm focusing on. The first is around couples who work together, who own a business together. And like I said, I've spent, you know, most of my career has been working with my own spouse this 25 years this year. So I have a really good sense of, you know, the great things about working with your spouse and all those wonderful aspects of working with, you know, your your life partner, you know, your most important relationship. And all of the challenges that can occur with that as well. So because of that, that's where I'm really focusing on helping those entrepreneurial couples in, you know, I call it the riding the waves of business ownership together and helping them to elevate their business in a way that supports their relationship as well. That's the first part of the consulting. The second part of my consulting is that I do have, you know, 40 years of insurance brokering experience. And I know as a broker principal myself, from my experience of when you have a challenge in your personal life, and you feel like you can't get away from your business to take care of it, right? Whether it's a personal health issue, or maybe it's a family member who's struggling with health, or you just need some time, you just need a break, basically to, you know, do what I did and, you know, reflect. It's really helpful to have somebody else who can step in and help make sure that your business is still going to be there when you come back. And a a dear friend of mine who was a broker principal, and unfortunately, she passed a couple of years ago. And I know towards the end of her life journey, she was really struggling between having her know all the business requirements and the demands and her own personal health journey. At that point in time, 
there wasn't really anything that it was in a position to do to help her with that. But I decided that moving forward for others, this is something I can do. So for insurance brokerage principals that need, it's like a pinch hitter, right? Somebody to come in and sort of who knows the business and knows the responsibilities, especially the fiduciary responsibilities related right. to that. Yeah, it's something that I've decided I will add to my portfolio of services, if you will, in 2023. So I've gone through all the necessary steps and to do that. And I'm just starting to share it with it now, actually. So that's interesting, actually. And I can tell you're doing it heartfelt. Yeah. And so that's important work and it'll be received well. Absolutely. Okay. And what's the third pillar? And the third pillar is around the dream team of entrepreneurs who are all business owners and we are all collectively looking to provide help and expertise to a common type of client. And typically that client is a family-owned business or a couple who owns a business together. So that way, this business owner has access to people who have expertise in various areas. So myself, I'm all about vision and strategy. But on the dream team, we have, there's a wealth expert, there's a business coach, there is someone who has expertise in teams. We have a decorator, you know, so if somebody is looking to, you know, part of their vision is that they want to improve their living space. Hey, we have somebody on the dream team who can help with that. That's great. So yes, it's a community that I've been building over the past year. And it also solves for the issue of loneliness, which we know is very common with entrepreneurs. And it's a closely knit community. You know, I don't plan to have 50 or 100 people in it. It's a small group of people. And yeah, it just has given me a lot of joy again over the last year, going from that transition of thousands of clients to, okay, we're starting over. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So selfish question. It sounds yeah. like we could use you. So the Doherty's, as you know, I have a family of entrepreneurs as well. Do you do family therapy sessions? <laughs> well, I'm the first to say I'm not a therapist. I'm right. not trained in therapy, but I'm really good in terms of like, let's get everybody on the same page in terms of the vision, right? Where is the vision for this business? Let's get agreement there. And then let's engage around the vision. And, you know, let's make sure everybody's really got their area of expertise and that they have their own domains, so to speak, and that it collectively, it supports the overall vision, you know, the North Star of where that business is going. Yeah, and doing that, it can actually help with some of the conflict that is very common in family business, because, you know, you've got your lane, and I've got my lane. And, you know, we're not going to be constantly stepping on each other's toes, we're going to synergistically build our enterprise together. Well, maybe one day I'll have you come and join us at our dining room table, which doesn't as a boardroom table. <laughs> we actually spend more time using it as a boardroom than a dining room table because we don't normally sit in a formal setting when we eat our meals. But man, we can have some good debates and some great brainstorming around our dining room table, which as an aside during the pandemic became a co-working space as well. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. Well, hey Sherry, you know, twist my arm here. I got to go to Kingston. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm up for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. That's great. I know you have a lot going. You're trying to build a business. And if you don't mind me sharing, I know you're also trying to build a home. So talk yes, about yes. your future and your new home that you're trying to put together for your family and what that journey has been like. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, building a new home is also not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it's been an interesting journey as well. You know, I was prepared, like there's always going to be challenges and there's going to be delays. And so, you know, I was just told this morning that there's another potential one month delay. And so I'm sort of, you know, having that conversation and reassessing that. But ultimately, the goal is, you know, we'll spend more of our time at the new property. It's on a lake where we've had a property there. We've had a cottage there for 15 years and we've had some wonderful family memories there and you know I would say amazing sunsets like just a beautiful sunsets there so we decided that we will create that space there and now that our daughter is living in Halifax there she's doing her residency out with the team in Halifax so she's there for five years and beyond that who knows where she'll end up but so we've been back and forth to Halifax since she moved out there bring I think we've made five or six trips out there. So love it out there. Love the people building up some network there, you know, just really enjoying, you know, going back and forth. And we'll also be looking at as time unfolds, probably spending sort of the cold months in, you know, January and February, we'll probably be working and living somewhere remote as well. Don't know where yet, but we're starting to think about where that's going to be. And I mean, it's easy enough. My husband and I both work, you know, we're digital, so we could really work anywhere within a reasonable time zone difference. That's the only challenge. So yeah. yeah. My life goal as well is to be gone from November to March out of cold Canadian winter. So yep. exactly today on a terrible cold Canadian winter day as well, I had two people that were coming in to do in-person interviews. Both had to cancel because yeah. the other one was coming from Ottawa and the other from Aurora. So we ended up on Zoom again, which is unfortunate, but we got it done. They had great stories that we didn't want to delay anymore, but yeah. so frustrating that it's cold and it's snowy and I just don't want to do this anymore. Uh, Canadian winter, no. I'm over it completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah. what does your vision of future Anthea look like? Oh, well, much the same as now. I think a more evolved version. But yeah, I mean, working with this, the coach that I mentioned previously over the last five years, I was unpacking and deprogramming a lot of my very action-oriented self, my achiever self, you know, just how I had worked in the insurance business and, you know, being a younger female in that business. I had some work to do to kind of not get rid of that whole driving energy because it's still there. It's in part of me. I felt that I wanted to calm that down. So I've calmed a lot of that down. I really now only do cool projects with people that I really want to work with. And I will, you know, I said this to a few people, I think I'm going to be like the queen, like up to 96 and beyond, I'll be working like I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. I don't see a stop date for me. It doesn't exist. It's just, like I said, doing it from a place of how can I help people in a way that also supports me and you know what I want to do and you know my husband and I it's our 30th wedding anniversary this year so you know it's a big year of like we're celebrating that he's got a milestone birthday this year so the future me is taking more time to enjoy these 
milestones and these events and redefining success in a different way than, you know, dollars and bank accounts or how many clients I have or, you know, that conversation's changed. That's beautiful. That definitely shows a maturity and an evolution. I think that we all feel, particularly in our building years, we're trying to accomplish something. You know, in our cases, it was, you know, getting a home, raising children, paying for university for them, doing, doing, doing. And I'm very guilty of it. And I am not deprogrammed yet. So I might ask for some tips and tricks on that about, you know, calming my task-oriented self and telling myself it's okay. So if you're ahead of me in the curve, that's beautiful. If you could give yourself one piece of life advice, what would that be? Oh, well, I always say a big part of my purpose is around riding the waves. Okay. So how am I you know, choosing to ride these waves of life. And I would just keep reminding myself, like, I'm riding these waves, and I'm doing great. And the story keeps unfolding, and it continues. Keep enjoying it. Just keep enjoying the waves. I like the visual of waves, because it is a constant. There will be another one, it'll be higher, or it'll be smoother, but there will be another one. And that's beautiful. That's just beautiful. What a great visual. I really, really appreciate that. I hinted, and I wasn't really kidding, about a number of different things that I'd love to have a personal conversation with you about. If anyone else wanted to reach out to you and have a personal conversation or a consultation and ask a question, how would they do that? Yeah, well, I'm very easy to find on LinkedIn. I would love to connect with people through LinkedIn. And then otherwise, website is dreamteamconsulting.ca. And yeah, those are the two best ways to connect with me or learn more about what I'm up to. Okay, we'll for sure make sure those are in the show notes. And if anyone needs to reach out to me to get connected with Anthea, I'd be happy to do that for you. I really, really appreciate you spending some time with us today and sharing your story. You have a big, beautiful smile and I love that. I can tell that you're glowing and I can tell that you're in a place of peace in your life. And so I appreciate that is definitely aspirational for the rest of us. And I do wish you a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks so much. It's been a wonderful conversation. 